Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFChen. Follow the show site as well at Big Ten MM. It is Monday, February 24th, 2020. And it was not a good weekend for Indiana's tight end, Peyton Hendershot. Hendershot was arrested late Saturday evening on four felony counts. We'll start off with residential entry, domestic battery, criminal mischief, and criminal conversion. Now, here's the details of what I was able to find out from the incident regarding Hendershot. Hendershot went over to an ex-girlfriend's house, took her phone, accused her of infidelity, walking around her apartment with his with her phone, trying to find out text messages, pictures, etc., whatever it may be. The lady wanted her phone back. Hendershot would not give her phone back. When she approached him, he put his hands around her neck. I'm not sure whether it was a full-on choke or if it was just to keep her away. Regardless, absolutely terrible to do that. When she finally got her phone back, it was because Hendershot had slammed it on the ground, cracked, etc. She called the authorities. When they arrived at our home, they made note that there was red marks around her neck. Also got all of the other charges along there. And that is what it happened. And this is not good for Hendershot. This is bad. And it is going to be very interesting to see what Indiana ultimately ends up doing. Tom Allen has an opportunity to establish culture in his program saying, I will not stand for any sort of domestic violence. This is not how Indiana Hoosier basketball, I'm sorry, football players work. And it'll be interesting to see how the Hoosiers handle this incident with Hendershot. To me, at least at the moment, he should be suspended from the program away from all team activities until everything boils over. But in all honesty, I would take it the Ryan Day route. Go ahead, do your diligence, find out what happened, and if it's not in line with your core values of the program, release the players. That's what he did with Josh and Witt and Amir Rep last week. Allen has the opportunity to do it for the Hoosiers. So we'll see what ends up happening with Hendershot. I understand that he's a great player. We all know that he is. He set IU tight end receiving records last year, but that doesn't matter. This is not about on field. This is about off the field and being a good person. And that's exactly what Henderson wasn't. You have to understand when you're a collegiate athlete, the spotlight is on you and you can't afford to do stupid things like this and he did it so it'll be interesting to see how the Hoosiers handle this I for one at least at the moment would suspend him from all team activities pending an investigation that's how I would handle it at the current moment and then we'll see what Tom Allen ultimately ends up doing moving on to Michigan State and Mel Tucker he is finally rounding out his staff. Hired two more coaches this past weekend. Start off with tight ends coach Ted Gilmore, previously of Wisconsin, was the passing game coordinator there for a couple of years. 
totaled five years for the Badgers. So Tucker's not making friends in the coaching industry. Because let's double back to what he has done at Colorado. Clearly leaving after telling a lot of recruits and coaches that he will be staying. And on top of that, Russ Ells has been hired on to the staff. That makes four total former Buffalo coaches that Tucker has brought with him to Michigan State. Now that's not going to make you a lot of friends. It's also not going to make you a lot of friends when you go up to another Big Ten school and take one of their coaches. So there's going to be beef with Colorado and Michigan State, Mel Tucker. And I think that Wisconsin's not going to like this as well because, again, staff moves this late in the game, they're not unheard of, but they still hurt. And it's not going to be good for the opposing teams, clearly, but you know, Mel Tucker does need to round out his staff, but you know, it's, it's not good that uh, Tucker keeps dipping into the Buffalo coaching tree and on top of that taking away another Big Ten coach in Ted Gilmore. We also named a couple of off-the-field staff members. Jeff Martson is going to be the director of player personnel. Cody Cox is going to be the director of football operations along with Darren Harris. He's going to be the director of player engagement for the Spartans. More coaching movement as well. This time, P.J. Flex is going to add Paul Haynes to his coaching staff. Previously was on the Michigan State coaching staff under Mark D'Antonio. He's a free agent. I'm perfectly fine with that. Go ahead. Go grab all the free agents you want. Uh, he was the defensive backs coach and a head coach at Kent State in thir from 13 to 17. Was on Jim Trussell's staff for Ohio State a couple of years ago in the early 2000s as well. Coached a little bit in the NFL, did Haynes. So this is a solid addition for P.J. Fleck. Haynes is coming with a ton of experience. And P.J. Fleck's going to need it because they're losing multiple defensive backs from them. Most notably, early entry Antoine Winfield Jr. Moving on to hoops. The Werner Ladder Naismith Coach of the Year candidates came out. There are a couple of Big Ten names on there. We'll start off with Penn State's Pat Chambers, who is, I would probably say, is at the top of my list. I think that people thought that Penn State was going to be good coming into the year. I don't think they'd be ranked as high as they would be, a top 10 team, although that's not going to happen because this week they lost both of their games. This past week they lost both of their games. You've got Maryland, Steve Fikel. Look, Maryland was viewed very highly coming into the season. They've lived up to expectations. They haven't overperformed. So to me, I, I like Pykel being on the list, but highly don't think he's going to win just due to the fact that the expectations were there already for the Terrapins. They've just lived up to them. And the third Big Ten coach on this list is Illinois' Brad Underwood. Very similar to what Chambers has done. Underwood has brought the Illinois program back. And look at what they did this past week, getting DeSumo back and knocking off Pat Chambers and Penn State this past weekend. Underwood's done a fantastic job, and it's really great to see that he's getting some national recognition because it is very well-deserved. He's been absolutely fantastic as the coach this year and 
guiding the Fighting Illini to what I believe at this current moment, they are 100% in the mix. They should be. They've, they, I'm 99% sure that they will be in the NCAA tournament come when Selection Sunday happens. So I really, to me, there's some there's some good candidates in the Big Ten there. Like I said, I, I think that Pike Kell was a guy that the expectations were there and they've lived up to them, whereas Chambers and Underwood have coached very well and are more than deserving of that nomination. Maryland lands Illinois guard Aquan Smart out of Niles North. He's a local guy from me, uh, Niles North. I've got a lot of friends, actually, who went to Niles North. A couple of my cousins went there. So uh, it'll be interesting to hear what they have to say. I'm not sure if the, any of them know them. My younger cousins, uh, I believe, might have lapped a year with Smart. So I'll uh, I'll reach out to one of my young cousins who played on the basketball team and see if he knows Aquan and what he is, but Smart has kind of blown up in his senior year, really didn't have a lot of big-time offers, plenty of mid-majors, and he was Tennessee State at one point in time, had a commit from him, and then, like I said, he blew up, uh, had a, a late offer here from TCU before ultimately landing with Maryland, so it'll be interesting to see how good Smart actually is due to his you know late senior season rise, but Offer list, not that great. Good size, though, at 6'3", 200 for the combo guard. Uh, bad news for the Buckeyes yesterday in their win over Maryland, and we'll get into the weekend's action in just a second. Looks like Kyle Young is going to be lost for a significant amount of time once again because he injured his ankle and he was sitting on the bench in a walking boot. That is never good news for any of the players. Good news for Michigan as Isaiah Livers came back, and he was the guy that propelled them to a win Saturday afternoon against Purdue, 71-63. to Moe's little brother, Franz, was absolutely fantastic. 22 points, 5 boards, and 3 assists. Trevion Williams added a double-double in there with 18 points and 10 boards. And then going back to the aforementioned Isaiah Livers, he's the guy, 19 points, second on the team behind Wagner, 5 of 11 shooting, 6 boards, 2 steals, no turnovers, absolutely fantastic. So Livers returning is a, a big-time W for the Michigan team and a big win, taking them to 9-7 and seven in the conference. Again, there were no games on Friday. That's why I skipped Friday. So there's a good slate yesterday. Like I said on Friday, I like these games. I thought they were going to be very interesting. In the top 25 matchup, you had Ohio State holding home court against Maryland. The Buckeyes are currently undefeated against top 10 opponents this year. They are 4-0. and oh. You're looking at a team that has had their ups and downs. It looks like they are potentially going to deal with the injury issue with Kyle Young. So that's something to monitor. And they've tightened their bench a whole lot. You know, Chris Holtman's really playing 
only about eight players right now. At some point in time, they do expect to get freshman point guard DJ Carton back as well. And remember, this is a Buckeye team that at one point in time was the hottest team in college basketball. They might have peaked too early. We will see. But if they're coming around right now, and if they play the way they played against Maryland yesterday, they have a good chance of making a solid run inside the NCAA tournament. At one point in time, Dick Vitale said that Ohio State wasn't good enough to make the NCAA tournament. Yep, wrong. I don't know what he was looking at, but he was definitely wrong. A 79-72 victory for the Buckeyes. The big upset yesterday was Penn State losing to Indiana in Bloomington. The Hoosiers needed this one. I think that this win really puts them into the in category for me on the Big Ten into the NCAA tournament. A win, a home win over a top 10 opponent. Wouldn't say it was a dominating win. It was a very solid win, but a win nevertheless, evening their record inside the conference to 8-8, eight and eight, almost getting to that 20-win mark. And I think that 20-win mark is huge in the NCAAs. You get to 20 wins. I wouldn't say you're a lock for the NCAA tournament, but it's as close to a lock as you'll get. So it's a nice addition to them for that W. And, you know, like I said, they're, they're starting to move in the right direction. Penn State, unfortunately, falls to 20 and 17. I'm sorry, 20 and 7, 10 and 6 in the Big Ten, 20 and 17. That would be not good. Uh, so good, good win for Indiana. Like I said, I think that this one really pushes them into the NCAA mix as opposed to kind of on the bubble. Minnesota got another W over Dormat Northwestern, 83-57. to And Wisconsin starting to make their moves inside the Big Ten. They are third place at the current moment. Got a win over Rutgers. Rutgers of late has really struggled. Steve Pykel's club just... Finishing, they're having trouble finishing right now. Uh, they might need a couple of days off and, you know, just to kind of reset everything. I still think that they're a solid team. I think that they're an NCAA team as well. And it looks like Wisconsin is trending their way into an NCAA team also. So, like I said, I, I sent out a tweet a couple weeks ago that said that there's a possibility that up to 12 Big Ten teams would be at least considered. I thought closer to nine would get in. Looks like that could potentially happen. All right, one game on the slate tonight. You've got Nebraska going into Champaign to take on the Fighting Illini. This one, I think the Illini should handle very easily to get to closer to that 20 wins. They're at 17 and 9, 9 and 6 inside the Big Ten. And like I said, Nebraska is one of the doormats of the conference. They are 2 and 13 in the conference, 7 and 19 overall. And that's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the website as well. I'm sorry, the show page as well at Big Ten MM. Rate us, review us, and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Monday, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.